0: The Book of Romans. Yes, it's one of Paul's biggest letters, but it's also one of the most debated letters of all time. This book has shaped theologies and beliefs for centuries, but why did Paul write it? What's its purpose? And how should we respond to it? During this series, The Road Through Romans, we're going to discuss this and more. My name is Pastor Aaron. And I'm Pastor Leon. And we're going to welcome you to Calvary's Compass. So we are picking up, um, finishing chapter nine, which okay. is only a couple of verses, and then we're going to flow into chapter ten through um, verse twenty-one. And this is something um, that Paul is addressing to not just the Jewish people mm-hmm. in the church, but also the Gentile people in the church, because he is he's talking about the new covenant, the new covenant. Um, originally the covenant was only between like in the old Testament, the old, the covenant was only between the Israelites, mm-hmm. the Jewish people and God. Right. But now it's more inclusive, meaning, um, God is including everybody into this thing. Um, um, and it's not of our own doing. It's a. It's of It's by faith. It's not by works. And this is what this is what Paul is going to be talking about here in these next couple verses. Um, but yeah, I would I would summarize this next podcast installation about covenant. And I know that we yeah. have been getting a lot of stuff about covenant. We're doing a series on covenant, yeah. and it just it's, it's it's crazy how how it just kind of flows together. Says well,
1: God, you know. Yeah. God how how God,
0: um, how God flows. Um, everything together um, for his glory, which is really, really cool. But um, yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and start start reading. Because uh, before we actually read, there are things in our life that we feel like we want to do on our own, right? Like we have, like in America, we feel that we have to do things our way in order for our outcome to come. And that's the same way that the Jewish people felt like they want to do it their way, but they also want to stay in covenant with God. Well, there, I mean, even we as
1: human society often feel as though if I do A and B, C should follow. And sometimes right. with God, and, I, you know, like I act surprised every time I have to do this with God or he does this with me. I don't know how to word that particularly, yeah. but it's not always A, B, C. No. they're think, That's why the trust value has to come into play with following God.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and and here's the thing that we have to understand is like we cannot do it on our own. Right. You know, it's not our own methods or anything like that that's going to bring us into covenant with God. It's right. what God already did, and we're coming in, in agreement with that. And this is kind of what Paul is going to start talking about over the next couple weeks. Uh, Verses that we're going to read today So Paul starts off by saying What then shall we say That Gentiles who did not Pursue righteousness which is the Covenant um, have attained it That is a righteousness That is by faith but Israel Who pursued a law that Would lead to righteousness did not Succeed in reaching that law Why because they did not Pursue it by faith But as if it were based On works so this is saying to me, and this is what this is what the scholars are saying. It's it's that our faith, our our covenant with God, because this is what it is. It's a covenant. It's a deal. Right. It's an agreement. If you do this, then I will be your God, and you will be my reciprocity. People. Again, exactly. So um, it's not based on what we do per se. However, it is based on who we have faith in and whose dependence we are we whose allegiance we swear our allegiance to. Makes sense. Right. So and, and Paul's gonna later talk about this in this specific podcast. Um yeah, in this specific chapter over this podcast. But it's 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 talking about where does your allegiance lie. Right. And this is basically the theme that's been throughout all of the book of Romans, you know? It started off with Paul saying that I'm a slave to Jesus Christ. And then you, you know, you can't serve two masters. And we've talked about these for podcast and podcast and right. podcast. But this is the reoccurring theme in this letter, I think. And um so, yeah, it's not by it's not by what you do do, per Uh se, but it's by who you serve.
1: Well, I mean, even Ephesians, uh, if you look at Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it talks about, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith, not out of yourselves, as a gift of God, not by works no one can boast. Right. So so what Paul's addressing is, you know, that, let me look back at this passage again, but what he's really looking at is the opportunity that people, uh the Israelites, they were pursuing something that they thought they had to work. That they at could attain, attain themselves. Yeah. And it's and therefore if you can attain yourself, okay, yeah. or let's change the word attain. Atone yourself. Yeah. If you can atone yourself, then why do we need God? Why do we That's need right. the sacrifices? Yeah. Why do we need to come before Him? And so atonement's not by your works. Atonement's by obedience what you it's received. And there's covenant there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, that's exactly right. It's it's coming in agreement. Correct. And and later in this, this, this is what it's going to talk about. It's coming in agreement with, with Christ's right. sacrifice and his resurrection. And, and that's where it point is the pivotal part of it all. But then our life should reflect it as well. Right. Because faith without works is dead. It's dead. But you can't atone yourself by just works. You have to have both in tandem. So let's really, what and we've hit this before,
1: Pastor Aaron, it is obedience. What really is required from God, yeah. to, from God, from us, should I say? Yes, is our act of obedience, not the works. It's not just like when you know I preached this a couple of signs ago here at the church, and I think we've we hit on the podcast. But with the Old Testament, the Old Testament came all the way from genesis where god had to atone adam's sin by shedding of the blood and covering with the skin of dead animals innocent blood yeah so and and so moses implemented law that law proceeds as a reminder of what god has done yeah you know to cut to for the covenant correct so so really what this is based on is your covenant with the Lord is about obedience, your obedience to God. where what, what right. is your
0: heart value? And think about this for a second, because we are going to get into law and everything in this podcast. Yeah, Because um, he later talks about Christ fulfilling the law. Right. But what was the law initiated for? Mm-hmm. It was initiated for his people to be holy enough. Yep. To be with Him, because your your holiness is like the Bible says,
1: filthy rags. Your righteousness, right, right. so so you cannot your self righteous
0: <laughs> cannot get you to God. And and here's the thing that that a lot of people don't realize, and I didn't realize this until you know the last past year or so of my relationship with God. It's it's that the words and the, the things that he says do not do, right. it's not to punish us. It's actually to help us be in his presence more often right. than not. If you look at all of the things that, that God gave the people in Leviticus, and a lot of people don't like to read Leviticus because it's a, it's a difficult book to read, blah, 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 but it's all leading up to the Day of Atonement mm-hmm. where the sins of the priest and the sins of the city... Of Israel as a whole are atoned for once and for all, once right. and for, all for that year, right? right. And, and um, God's presence comes down in the tabernacle visibly for the priest to enter in and be with God. And that, not that he had to do it visibly, but he was trying
1: to prove a point to the people. Right. Of your act of obedience is what draws God. Right. God shows up, he don't have to be seen. Just like today we don't see God and he when he
0: shows up but we know he's there. Right. And see we we me growing up. I don't know about anybody else, but me growing up when it said do not do this and right. do not do that and do not do this and that and that. And that, I looked at it through the wrong lens of right. like, you know, why is God limiting me from doing all this stuff? Mm-hmm. He's not limiting anybody from doing anything. You can do whatever you want. But if you want to be in God's presence, if you want the the tangible visible glory of God, if you want to be in covenant with God, here's the rules, here's the regulations, because here's the thing, we operate in covenants even today. Correct. We operate in covenants meaning if I don't pay my electric bill, my electric's going to get cut off. That's a covenant. I'm coming in covenant with my electric company. Well, let's look
1: at your local cable company. A lot of times when they offer special deals, they say, okay, for the next year or two years, your price is this. And so we provide a service and you receive a particular price. And after these these so many years, your price may vary. And then you have to look at at renewing a contract, which is covenant.
0: Which is a covenant. So... And, and then on the flip side, if you don't pay that bill, Correct. then your cable or your electric or your car gets taken away. Right. That's a covenant. If you do this, then you get to keep what you have. But if you do not do this, then guess what? It's going to be taken from you.
1: Well, again, like, like married couples, the reason why a lot of them want to renew their vows is because somewhere in between then and now— had, there has been a covenant that was broken right. in their relationship. So they wanted to renew their vows as if renew their covenant. Correct. And reestablish, like first Adam, second Adam. Yes. First Adam, God created covenant with him. Second Adam, God renewed covenant Correct. in a different perspective. Right,
0: right. Yeah, and so that's this is the lens of which we have to read this. Now, it's it's that um, the law, Mm-hmm Christ fulfilled the law. But what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? And we're going to get into that in a minute. But, like, the thing about it is, is all of the works that God told us to do, told the Israelites to do in the Old Testament, Leviticus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, all that stuff, was not to punish them, but it was to help them go into his presence. Right. It was to... Expectations.
1: Right. This is what God expects when you are hired to it for a job... These are your job
0: duties. I mean, even the priests had different expectations Correct. and more limitations. Well, there
1: was more. OK, there's a high priest, but there is various priests. For example, if you look at Zachariah, uh, uh, Z- uh, John, John's father. Uh huh. OK, he here he is. He's waiting for his turn to go into the temple to perform priestly duties. Right. Okay. So bringing that out is to understand there are various responsibilities each one had their own lot to fulfill. Yes. And so therefore we as God's people, we carry responsibility.
0: And recognize this, if the priest did not do things properly yeah. and tried to go into the holy of holies, they would die. Right. That sounds harsh, but you're you are going into the Holy of Holies. You are meeting God pretty much face to face in all of His glory, and you have to be spotless. If you look on the Day of Atonement, I know you have you want to say something. Yeah, yeah. But if you look on the Day of Atonement, the priest has to wash themselves like three times right. before they go into the tabernacle. They have to wash themselves, sacrifice, wash himself, go do something else, wash himself, and then go into the Holy of Holies. It's well, when cleansing. I
1: visited Jerusalem, um, <laughs> what I found was you had to wash your hands. Yeah. Clean. Yeah. And before you can go to the prayer wall. Yeah. Do you see, there you had to cover your head and wash your hands. Yeah, um, you know when you go, and I've never, and I'm one day God will help me uh, do this. I want to go to Europe, and uh, but in Great Britain, in various places where the Queen resides, um, you there, you know, I I watch all these programs, you know, and but they there's some truth behind it. There is a way to approach the Queen, royalty. Yeah. There's things you can and cannot do when you do them then there, you now showed yourself dishonor towards the king or the queen. Right. So when what God is saying is when you do not fulfill what's required, you show dishonor. God is
0: a God who needs to be honored. That's right. I mean, even—and I've had the privilege to go to the Vatican you oh, know, man. in Italy, which was, which was amazing. Oh. But those of you who have been there and those who have not, um, there's a thing that you have to do once you go into the Vatican of the Sistine Chapel. Mm-hmm. It's you cannot talk— You cannot take pictures. Interesting. Interesting. You cannot because it disrespects God. They they feel like it disrespects God, Mm -hmm. and we have to honor their culture and what what they believe. Um, But but yeah, I mean, when you go into there, there the guide warns you, and that it's crowded. There's a lot of people in there, but the guide warns you. You know, you cannot talk. You cannot take pictures because it disrespects not just God but the Pope and everything else. Right. So. There's a, an order to do things if you want to see the Sistine Chapel and and, 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 and you know, look at every single piece of thing that Leonardo da Vinci had painted. You better be quiet and you better not have a camera out or else they're going to escort you right out. It's, it's, I mean, but it's the same way with God then. Right. You, flip side. If you want to be in covenant with God. Then you better act like it. You better hold to his covenant, not because of the works, but because you have faith in him and you want to stay in the covenant with him. And what
1: in what we and I say we in broader perspective,
0: right? Like the Christian body as a whole,
1: we have, as God's people, have um, demeanored and to God's holiness and His honor with the sloppy grace which we talked about, right. Where God loves me no matter what, so I'm going to do. You know, a, He He accepts me. True, but it, you know there's a there's an outer there's court a, there's and a there's a an inner court. Yes, but you can be on the outer court and hang out with the people, or you can go to the inner court with the holy of holies. You go into the holy of holies. The Bible says that boldly I can come into the throne of God. He can cry, you cry. I'm a father. You, he hears your cry. So these are op- opportunities God yes. presents us. He's, look, he's not saying, okay, you can come, you can come, but you can't come. What he's saying is, if you do come in, just like your great example of, of the Vatican and going in, these are the expectations. This is what I expect from you when mm-hmm. you come in your job your when you get hired on their job how many people has fabricated their resume, resume. Yeah. and then when they go on their job they realize the company realized, i hired somebody who gave me Who's false information qualified.
0: yeah
1: and they gave, they have not you said it they're not qualified because their resume has not allowed its truth to be known of what they do know, right. and so so the truth will set you know set you free. Yeah, truth will find you out. You know what you do will reveal what you know, and so what you do in the presence of God reveals of the respect of the knowledge you've gained on Him of what He expects from you. Much is given, much is required. The that's Bible exactly says exactly right. And so, if we're going to go where He is, if that's truly our true desire, more than verbal. Yes, I think today in church culture we've make, made it very verbal yeah but I mean hard you
0: I know you brought up um the one um, music leader who was like, you know um you know let your fire come down and yeah or or what was that like something about, full, gl- full, yeah, glory. full glory come if like you do you really know what you're asking yeah if, if you're not holy and you're not you're not righteous and and you're not like living the way then you're gonna you're gonna die <laughs> I
1: tell you i've I've tasted that that glory not full glory. But I've tasted that glory just enough where I was 19 years old. I was, you know, in the, I mean, still, you know, graduated high school and working a job, you know, being a youth pastor in North Carolina. And, and I was by myself at my parents' home, you know, trying to save up money, not sure what direction I'm going in, whether I'm going to college or whatever. I took some time right. to figure that out. And I felt the draw of God, just to make a long story short, I felt the draw of God. And, uh, and I went upstairs to my bedroom, and as soon as I closed the door, I literally fell. fell. I couldn't move. All I could do was cry and moan and groan because God was revealing parts of him that I never knew existed. I mean, look
0: at the story and account of Isaiah. Yes. When, um, when he was, when he entered into the temple Mm. and he saw God and the train filled the temple and he saw the cherubim, the seraphim flying around. And he's like, you know, you know, I'm undone. Like every part of me is undone. Like I'm unclean. I'm unworthy to be in his presence. And he was a prophet. Yes. Declaring the word of the Lord, right, and then and then what happened? The cherubim took a, a coal from the altar and seared his mouth. Mm. I mean, it's a, it's a cleansing, right? It's right, a, it's a cleansing. He 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 cleansed. He cleaned his mouth, right? Um, so that way holy things can come out. But but when we in church and and we're very careful to do this nowadays right. because yeah. you know we don't know where everybody sets, but we we have to be very careful with saying god we want your full glory like do you know what do that we entails really?
1: if we really do then be prepared for full conviction to come on you and you're messed up because just that brief moment god revealed his glory to me not full a brief moment all i can do was think of everything i've done wrong against him all i can i couldn't move pastor aaron i was on the ground laying in the floor of my bedroom, I couldn't move because his glory became so heavy. I, like, all I could do was just cry, moan and groan, repent of the things that I saw, pictures yeah. of my mind, of actions that yeah. I've done, the conversations I have held. And he just like flashing, just going by and, and I'm just like, I'm so That wasn't so even sorry. his full glory. That wasn't even his full
0: glory. I was just a, a partial glimpse. So... Yes. I'm very emotional. About yeah. That. No, I mean that's exactly that's exactly right. Like you say you want to be in, in covenant with God and that's good. But like is our life representing that? And and
1: no one let's be honest. We can't in our own physical being, this is what this is what Paul was trying to say. In your own physical being, you cannot make yourself right in God. You cannot make yourself holy in God. Just by keeping laws. Yeah. It's not gonna make you right. Yes, it's works that you're yep. doing, and that's not a heart relationship that God desires from His people.
0: The yeah. intentions, which is which is completely different from what the Jewish people had been believing up to right. this point. Right, because they took they took these these things that God told them to do to stay pure, and they right. turn it into ritual. Right, and they're like, "Well, you have to do, it. yeah, you ha- you, yeah, but like not in the context of which you're doing it." Right, you know what I'm saying? So. Um, then Paul continues to say, um, "They have stumbled over a stumbling stone, meaning Israel." Um, and he then quotes. He he actually mashes two different verses together. That's Isaiah twenty eight sixteen and Isaiah mm-hmm. eight fourteen. He says, "Behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone of stumbling Stumble. and a rock of offense. It's offensive, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame." Mm. So that's saying that the Jewish people saw Jesus and were offended at him. It was a stumbling stone for him because it was different than what they've always been raised to believe. He was preaching something counterculture, counter counterculturative to what they believe, and 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 he's saying, you know, repent and, and believe, but they're like, but there's all these other things that we have to do to stay holy. And Jesus is like, now it's just trusting in me. And so if you look at it today, even Jesus is still the biggest offensive rock from, from an outsider's perspective. He is still the biggest offensive rock that anybody can see because look at how hateful people are. Look at how offended they get when we, when we Christians say what we believe. Look at how offended they are when when they think that we're taking away their rights when we say that we don't agree with abortion. Look at how offended people get when we say you know your lifestyle is not lining up with God. The choices you're making with what you who you choose to love. Yeah.
1: The lifestyle you're choosing to live out, and that the the and I and I keep going back to this word and I know I sound like I broke a broken record, the word entitlement. Yes. That you're due have a due process. Sorry, when it comes to the kingdom of God, you have to fall in line with his kingdom, yes. not yours. Yes. If you're following in line yeah. with your kingdom, then you're building up something that God doesn't want. And, and, and Which uh, is what
0: the Israelites try to right. do. right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. They're building their own. I mean, even to the point when they were wandering in the wilderness and they thought Moses had died and, and therefore – I mean, how can you go forth and do the things that you're doing, Israelites – who wandered in the wilderness, who saw God's hand in the plagues. Who killed the prophets. Yeah. Yeah. And yet still wonder, you know, if Moses is gone, then that means God is gone.
0: Duh. Right.
1: I'm sorry. I hate to sound so blunt, but duh. Right. I mean, really, you you think God is based upon one person, and that's the mistake the church world is facing right now. They put all their faith in a person. Getting them close to God, or somehow giving them their
0: opportunity, or receiving a word—if I can just get a word of the Lord from somebody—yeah. And the and the problem is they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars into these these ministries, and they're profiteering from God's word. The When I heard pu- pushing
1: and peddling, right, right. There's there's people pushing and peddling, and God's done with it. Yeah, and, and so we we need to be cautious, church. We need to pray, not just give because we're wanting something. How about, and you know, there's nothing wrong supporting ministry. There's nothing wrong supporting ministers. There's nothing wrong supporting what you believe God is doing. Because, you know, the Bible talks about give where God has put his name at. So if you know God's put his name somewhere, there's nothing wrong giving. Uh, we don't beg for money because we believe and we, we pray to God and we believe that those who come into our house, That God has already spoken to them on what to give. We should not have to pry money out of anybody's hands. And also,
0: and also, this is a shocker. um, And this is going to sound bad, but like paying ties doesn't put you in covenant with God. Oh my. It's a different covenant, by
1: the and, way. And, 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 tithes is a different covenant.
0: If you don't pay tithes, it is what it is. Right. For me, I do pay tithes. You know, I pay what I, what what God tells me to do. That's just my own burden. But listen, if you can't afford it, God understands. Yeah, if 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 it's not in your budget right now, God God will understand. And just because you don't pay tithes doesn't mean you're not going to go to heaven either. Right. I know there's teachings around like if you don't pay tithes you're gonna go to hell, but no. I, you know, no, that's not true. Tithe is a different covenant with
1: God. Right. It puts you in a different in a different area that of, of a faith walk, not that you don't have faith, but you're just trusting God. Money represents life, and you're just trusting God with more of your life in that area. Yes. And so he's he's given a, a balance and check, sort of speak. <coughs> Uh, you know, in the Old Testament, they brought in supplies to the house
0: of God. Yeah, it, it wasn't even necessarily money; it was produce mm. it was clothes. Well, people was, who
1: couldn't bring those things in yeah. that far journey they, they, brought, they, could. they brought in money yes so we're not here to talk about money so we kind of sidebar but really it's about covenant it's but these about, are the,
0: but these are the works yes I mean, it, I, we're t- I, this is how i'm going to tie it in okay these are the works that 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 the modern church feels like they have to do to stay holy right But it's not about it's not about paying tithes. No, it's not about even uh, ritualistically reading your Bible. No, it's not about coming to church on Sunday and singing three songs or even how long you prayed today. No, it's not about that.
1: I know some believers, you know, who have um, they have active prayer ministries in their churches and, you know, you've got people praying for three or four hours a day and in th- their mind, they feel like you know, if I'm praying this long, if I can achieve praying three four hours a day, then I'm I, that that'll open a door f- for me and God and our relationship to go deeper, which is wrong. Wrong right. concept. It yes. still works. It's it works. That's works. Yeah. And or if I can read my Bible, you know, if I can, re- you know, and I and I've done this. And those of you who probably listen, if I can have,
0: memorize uh, scripture,
1: if I can read my Bible through the whole year, if I do that every year, then then I can get closer to God. Wrongo, Sorry. It's not
0: your works that draws you to where he is. It's your heart's obedience. Yeah, th- this is all still works. And then. and it, OK, so let me let me. And you may be thinking like, oh, my gosh, that sounds sacrilege. But let me tell you something. Back in the Bible days, back in the New Testament church one person per church had the Bible, one person, uh-huh. and they came together and read it together. Yep. They didn't have access; not a lot of people back then could even read. No. Okay, so here's the thing: they came together on Sunday to read the mm-hmm. scripture together. Mm-hmm. They couldn't read it the rest of the week. No. I, there are people over in China, and and, and have the under uh, and the underground church. They have one page of the Bible. Yep, that's right. So it's not about what you read, how much you read. It's, is my life obeying God? It's not even if you've been baptized or not, or how
1: many times you've do the sacrament for the whole year. That is religious works. Sorry. I mean, that's really, I'm putting it out there. It's the truth. And, and, and I'm not saying it in that way to demeanor any person or any belief system. Really, it really what it boils down to is intention Do you... It's not even if you speak in tongues. Come on. And and not to say that you should not do sacrament, or you should not be baptized, or you should not pay tithes, or you should not go to church, or you should not read and pray. It's the principle behind it. Correct. It's the heart motive. Where is your heart? If I'm going to do the sacrament, where's my heart?
0: Am I doing this to obtain righteousness, or am I doing it because I'm in covenant with God and I'm remembering His faithfulness? If I get baptized, where's my heart? What's my heart in getting baptized? Am I just getting a dunk and go? Like, then go to Dunkin' Donuts and get that. Come on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But it's about the heart. Right. It's about the heart. It's about it's about who you serve. It's it's not about what you do. So Paul is gonna to continue to say, My brothers, and this this is the start of ten now. It's my heart's desire and prayer for God for them, for who the Israelites mm. not just that, not just them, I'm saying in now's context to those who seem to stumble, right, right, and, right? And and see Jesus as offensive. Mm. For I bear them witness and they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God—so being ignorant of the covenant of God—and right, and seeking to establish their own covenant, they did not submit to God's righteousness, God's laws, God's decrees. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Okay, so ignorance. Let's just, let's just look at that. Ignorant
1: yes. is is a lack of knowledge or awareness. Right. It's uneducated. It is a right as a believer, specifically Jews, Israelites. They are to that's the whole premise of their lifestyles, being educating and passing right. it to each generation. Right. Yeah. That was their. That's their. That's their calling. Right. And 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 therefore, it's no excuse to be ignorant. There's no excuse when that is your life. That's your lifestyle. Right. That's how your, your upbringing is. Right. And if they're—and Paul's calling them ignorant, it's a lack of knowledge on purpose. But a lack of knowledge of what? Of the covenant. Correct. Well, that's all they should know, though. Right. So they've, they've taken head knowledge—it's different than heart knowledge. Right. They've taken head knowledge and applied head knowledge to what is surface, like right. some people do today. Head knowledge is, I go to the church, I give— I help, that's all I do. That's, so that's surface level. There's a whole deeper knowledge of God than Correct. surface.
0: Correct. That's right. Yeah, so so it's 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 about the covenant. And this is what Paul is continuing to say. For Christ is the end of the law. What was the purpose of the law? To make people in covenant with God. Right. So Christ is the new covenant to bring people into covenant membership to everybody who believes, who has faith. So it's not by what I do, but it's by whose I am that brings me into covenant with God that's what it's about and and this is why it's a stumbling block for the Jewish people and this is why it's a stumbling block for people today well well, Jesus can't be the only way to heaven right Jesus can't be the only way on. you know your goal really shouldn't even be to heaven it should be to be with God period right Right. but so Jesus can't be the only way this is what people say this is what progressive Christianity says that, there, that Jesus is a way but not the only way um, which is false which is false so, so yes, um, Christ is the only way to be in covenant with God, and this is why the Jewish people had fault with Christ. This is why they had killed him because of the fact that they're like, well, God's already given us these things, and you know, we're going to stand on our mountain and say, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to move from this molehill.
1: Well, the death of Christ from the Jews, uh, specifically those that are in a high position in the temple, it threatens their their belief. Anytime people feel threatened, they they are f- afraid of what they don't know. And so the lack of knowledge there, we're coming back into that again, the lack of yes. knowledge brings pe- people to be afraid of what they don't know. But God doesn't want us to, he said he's not giving us a spirit of fear. Right. But we're afraid of what we don't know. Correct. And that's the world today. They don't understand, they don't know, so they're afraid of it. So let's dismiss it. Right. Yeah. Let's just dismiss it now.
0: Yeah and and that's the thing it's like it's like what what is going on you know it's like why 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 is jesus the only way it doesn't make sense we're just going to say that, that that's not true then it's, it's it's you know you can do this and you can go to heaven like this and that and that no jesus is the only way and if it even if it doesn't make sense i'm still going to believe and have faith and trust
1: see there it is faith faith yeah, it, it's really boils down to that do you have faith because when you have to have answers That's not faith. Right. Faith is believing, even though you don't understand. Faith is trusting, even though you have nothing to step out on towards. Right. And so, you know, I hate to pull this movie out, though I love this movie, Indiana Jones. Good movie. Great movie. I love Indiana
0: Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And fourth, the fourth one was a little
1: dodgy. Yeah, I get that. The first that. two were good. The f- and I'm speaking directly towards the third, the cup, mm. you know, the chalice. The, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and those of you who are Indiana Jones, you know, movie goers, I hope you're all along with us. But here... Yeah, we're, we're not just
0: Bible nerds, <laughs> but we're movie nerds too. <laughs> we love movies. So. In our
1: house, when they were growing up, every Tuesday was movie night for us. Yeah. And so uh, we even created a movie room in our house. Yeah, don't look at my iTunes collection. I have <laughs> too many Too many movies. <laughs> you don't want to display yeah, that. No. But anyway, uh, but Indiana Jones, the chalice. And yes. so they there was a point where Indiana Jones had to step out in faith and what he did not realize that then when he looked down and he saw the bottom the bottom yeah. pit you know he saw darkness but what he didn't understand was as he stepped out yeah he stepped out on a platform that helped him go over yep and so that's but when it comes to god we we want sure foundation we want to know that when we're stepping out we're stepping onto something but sometimes when god asks you to step out in obedience you don't see what's underneath right it's faith, right? And that's what our life is consisted about with God, faith. Yeah, yeah, not not just faith, but like I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, faith, but but faith in the covenant, not only faith. Yeah, faith in the covenant by saying you correct. know, if if I uphold my end of the bargain, and Paul's going to talk about what right. what's, what's our end of the bargain, right. he's going to talk about that. He's here, here, here here in a couple of verses, but yeah. Then then I'm in covenant with God. It's faith of saying I'm not just a christian but i am in covenant with god and i have to believe that i believe that i'm in covenant with god you how are you going to believe in the covenant if
1: you don't have faith in right. what god says i mean in and even in my prayer times uh, that's what i kept hearing the holy spirit says they got to people have to have faith in what i have established yeah and if we gotta, if we're gonna go in the covenant with the Lord, you have to have faith in the covenant He's yes. established. Then it's all just non necessary. Yeah. If that's if you don't have faith in what He's done. That's right. And even receiving Jesus faith, Jesus Christ is faith. Yeah. It's a it's it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and read go the ahead. next couple of verses. Yep, says, for Moses wrote about the righteousness that is based on the law, mm-hmm. that the person who does the commandments shall live. That live by live by them sorry but the righteousness based on faith says and he's quoting from deuteronomy 30 here do not say in your heart who will ascend to heaven that is to bring christ down or who will say who will descend into the abyss that is to bring christ up from the dead but what does it say the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart because Get this, that is the word of faith that we proclaim because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Mm. What you don't realize is that's covenant language. Yep. Covenant is an if-then agreement. If you do this, then this will happen. If, yeah, if you confess with your mouth. Yes. Right? It's with our mouth that jesus is lord and believe have faith Faith. that god raised him from the dead then you will be saved you will be in covenant with him
1: well even when paul was quoting well speaking which we it's labeled in 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 numbers as verses uh, verse five where it talks about and i'll read it again for moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law that a person who does my lost my the person who does the commandments shall live by them well, he's actually quoting Leviticus eighteen yeah. five. Talk about the decrees of my regulations; you will find
0: life through them.
1: Right. So, as th- this, this is still prom- pr- uh, promoting yes. covenant, yeah, even from that point forward, he's yes. tying it all in.
0: Yeah, and, and even even when he quoted from Deuteronomy thirty, this is like in the back end of Moses' yeah. his life. This mm-hmm. is like Moses' final goodbye. Final goodbye. And he even says in the verses prior, guess what? You guys are going to fall, and you're going to go into captivity. You're going to break the co- covenant with God, but there's going to be a new covenant yep. that's going to come from within, yes. and 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 it's going to save it everybody and so he's he's foreshadowing that jesus is the fulfillment of covenant mm. he's the covenant fulfilled and so i want you to recognize some of the language that he's using here if you confess with your mouth that jesus christ is lord what is lord okay back in their day jesus um, they called caesar lord they called those who are over them lord it's mm-hmm. a it's a term of submission right too mm-hmm. so if you confess with your mouth and with your actions, that Jesus is Lord. He is over your life. It's I am serving God and God alone. You're just pledging allegiance. Yeah. I mean, we do that to our
1: flag, but we need to do that to Christ. That's
0: Paul saying at the beginning of the letter, I'm Paul, a slave to Christ Jesus. Right. That's that's our identity now. Right. And and, and and so if you confess with your actions and with your life that Jesus is your Lord, meaning it's not about works, but guess what's gonna flow out? It's gonna be the fruit that flows out of right. your life. You know, as
1: you were speaking, the Holy Spirit started jogging my mind comparing our hearts to the Ark of the Covenant that carried the holy things. Right. And so when when you're in covenant with the Lord, you know, you know, when first first and foremost when Moses dedicated these articles that's in the temple, the tabernacle, the Ten of Men and meetings unto the Lord, you know, the hyssop bush did the blood sprinkled it as right. a dedication. And you know, everywhere the ark went, god, god God went with the ark. I mean, right. even down crossing the Sea of Reeds or the Red Sea, however way you want to choose to say it, um, the, you know, the water parted. And so, therefore, you know, we want to see God's power and glory. We, but the see, look, the covenant has to be upheld i mean for the people to see god move for the people to see the waters part, the covenant had to be upheld even right. then and so we want you know we want in today's christian uh, mentality we want to see the signs warners and miracles don't we but are we upholding our end of the covenant correct well, you are carrying the ark you are safe haven you are like noah you are the ark that welcomes the lost souls in you are the temple of the Holy Spirit yeah, who dwells in you. Yep, yep. So you're carrying the power of God. You carry the glory of God, too, with you everywhere you go. Think about it. When you go where you go and you face waters in front of you, you yes. part, because the power in you, Jesus Christ in you, you being in covenant, the waters have to part. Yeah. That's why a long time ago when we started podcasting through COVID, COVID we said that we're going to be like Peter.
0: Walk above. Walk above the, walk water. Above
1: the crisis, yeah. and now I've even added to the claim that if we have to have to walk, walk through the crisis in it. Yeah. Then God's going to part the waters for That's us. Right. So this is a covenant church. Yeah. To, to, if we're going to see the miracles and the moving, you can't just do it because you're saved. That's right. Or got Jesus in your heart. You are. You've got to live out a covenant lifestyle. It's a lifestyle transition. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a life saying that Jesus. Is Lord and just don't say it. Yeah, and like here's the thing: we've made everything into catchy slogans. Mm. What would Jesus do? But if you really think about it, what would He do? Really, Jesus is Lord. What is, is He? That, what does that mean for you? Then
1: I just it's love God with
0: my heart. Do you? Do you? You know, I just want to see and experience Him. Uh, well, what are you doing to uphold your end of the covenant to do so? Who said it? The form of insanity. Was that Albert Einstein?
1: I f- I think so. not I don't know though. It's it's somebody
0: like Google
1: dad. it real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so my understanding why you're why you double checking research. But the form of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and still expecting different results. That's insane. Albert Einstein. And Albert Einstein. I thought so. So you can't keep doing the same thing expecting God to do different. Right. If you want more of God, then change what you do, change how you live, change how you behave, and change how you reason.
0: Yes, and even not how you works. respond to God when yes. he shows up. But not out of works, but out of a heart. Your heart has to be changed. Correct. It's the motive behind it. I mean, if you, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your yep. heart, heart— that's our actions. That's it's our a intentions. It's a declaration. Yes, it's 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 saying that Jesus is my everything. But here's the thing that we have to understand: is what do we do when He shows up? Mm. How do we respond to the King when He shows up? Mm. Do we sit there with our arms crossed and like sit back and watch? You're are lucky we, you got me here. <laughs> are we are we going to participate when right. He comes?
1: Do we are we do we become when Jesus rode on the donkey? And it was before, you know, all the transpired of his coming arrest and trial and death. Are we going to do the Hosanna and we lay down palm branches as he passes through? Or do we just walk away and say, yeah,
0: I know Jesus. I've seen him. He's he's he showed up. It's fine.
1: And that's not really that's.
0: Honor and then and worship uh, I mean, is everything and, and then even we have to process and, and and think you know why do we want Jesus to show up is it just to get an emotional feeling or is it to is it to change us mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like why do we want god to show up into our services is it to have a tear and have a laugh and go home and
1: feel good about yourself from being there it, honestly i think and, and and this is i feel my spirit what god is trying to bring the church back to he's trying to bring your church back to holiness and if we want rear crying holiness, then you better expect holiness expectations right. from you.
0: Not hair pulled back, no makeup thing, not not any of that. Not the emotional
1: high from, right. from the music and climactical part of the sound waves of worship. Right. It's really holiness is setting yourself apart from the things that are,
0: displeases God. And reverence when he, when he shows up. You know, do we respect him when he shows up? Do we, do we? You know, how again? How are we going to respond when when Jesus shows up into our services? What's the purpose behind it?
1: So, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe, believe in, in your, your heart, heart that God raised, God him, raised him, from him from the, from the dead, dead,
0: then you will be saved. That's covenant. That's covenant language. Yeah, it's it's still the blood. The blood. The this
1: is a Jesus's blood is a new of, point of reference. From Covenant from the first covenant cut with Adam, yes, covering the sins, Jesus' blood is the new point of reference, so now, when we confess Jesus as Lord and we receive him, and we believe in our heart that he's not a dead God but alive, right so that means you your your life is not based upon historical facts of how he
0: lived, your life is now based upon how he is living, correct, correct, and then. Um, we're gonna continue reading I think okay because uh, we're gonna start tying everything all together okay here. for for um for with the heart one believes mm-hmm. and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved for scripture says everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame what what does shame mean the definition of shame in the Hebrew Bible is actually to curse mm-hmm. vehemently so they will not be cursed they will be blessed. and 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 that's that's the biggest thing it's just like it's like when we believe in jesus christ his hand is going to be on us we're not going to be cursed we're not going to be um living with a curse we're not going to be under the curse of adam anymore we're going to be free Mm -hmm. to live in him for there is no distinction verse 12 there is no distinction between jew and greek for all for the same lord is lord of all bestowing his riches on all who call on him for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah, everyone.
1: My mind goes to the woman at the well. She's a Samaritan. She's half Jew. She's half-blooded Jew and Gentile. She she's not because she's not full-blooded. Not welcome to go into the temple. And so her dilemma is not only that she's her life is living you know in a way that's not pleasing. But she's also confused on where her, where she's to worship. Yeah, where can she worship. And so being that said, her confusion of worship is like, well, I don't know where I belong. I don't know where I fit. But here Paul's defining that no matter if you are a Jew or Greek, or another translation says Gentile, uh, this in the same respect, they, they they have the same Lord. Right. You're If you have believed Jesus in your heart, he is the same God to you as the Jew, as the Greek or Gentile. He is the same Lord. Right. Because your life lives out unto the Lord. Yeah.
0: Mm. And then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord is saved. Correct. But there's a catch. Catch in verse 14. But then, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? Mm. And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard of? Come on and how are they to hear without someone preaching come on and how are we to preach unless they are sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news but i but they have not obeyed all the gospel for isaiah said the lord who has believed what he has uh, the lord who has believed what he has heard from us so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of god so hear is the catch now we're part of the covenant but we also now become covenant mediators to everyone we come in contact with everyone meaning we relay the um uh, the stipulations of being in covenant with god not just with our mouth but with our actions
1: well let's clarify when he talks about preaches but the what the, Paul's right. really not referring to as the preacher that stands on the pulpit, it's their job to do this. No, really, if you look at another translation, I think the New Living Translation, he says, um, I'm going to reread verse 14 and so on. Sure. And then this translation is, but how can they call on him, on him to be saved unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him? And if they have never heard about him, how can they hear about him unless no one tells them? Yeah. How will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, How beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Right. So you are the messenger, church. Yeah, we are messengers now. It's not the preacher, the pastor, the evangelist, not them only. You carry the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever you go. You are, as we talked about last podcast, you are the ambassador. Yeah. Wherever you go, you carry the soil of the kingdom. Correct. You welcome people into the kingdom of God. And so you are the messenger. Go, messenger. Go tell. Well, it's not my job. That's why we paid the preacher to do it. Wrong go. You are called. Your feet is prepared to go spread the gospel. You know, one of the things um, um, my wife, your mother, my wife, Miss Carrie, was looking through this morning and talking about uh, what people are now expecting from church. And one of the major things, some of the things that they're okay with is not only they're okay with people talking about giving, they're okay with things. The biggest definition that they see that is a draw is the music, and it's split down the middle. More people want the, the hymnals, more people want contemporary music and so you have that genre split down the middle. But one of the biggest upset that they rather see in their church again is outreach. Now, here's the kicker. When you talk about outreach, you see the automatically people in their mind go to well, what is the pastor doing? What is right. their the pastoral staff doing in outreach? Outreach is not necessarily based upon what the pastoral staff and in, in the administration in the church is doing. Outreach is the person sitting on the pew. What are you doing to reach out? Right. I sheep
0: mean, bear sheep. Because here's the thing. Um, we're not excluded from it, no. No. We, we, we all have the same calling from God. Yes. But it says, how will they preach unless they are sent? Sunday morning, we we are then, after our Sunday morning service, after our Sunday morning gathering, God then sends each and every one of us to go out to the world to go out and preach to the people in our life.
1: Where do I go? Go out in the highways in the hedges and compel people.
0: Yeah, tell everybody the good news. What's the good news? That's the covenant. You know, you can be in covenant with God. All you have to do is believe.
1: Well, the Bible and the New Testament, they're talking about they went house to house, but when they finally gathered, 3,000 were added to the church in one day right the people were outgoing and witnessing sharing the gospel of Jesus christ to every house ha- they went in they shared it yeah they talk about they preach it they, they they delivered the message it was their life it was their lifestyle their livelihood yep and, and then and then when it came time for church the, everybody who had the same faith came in one place yep the church grew instantly yep and that's and, you know people you know i've i'm so sick of church growth meetings i'm i've quit going to them because it's a cookie cutter phenomenal life that they want Uh, you do this and this there again a b and c Mm -hmm. but it's not that growth comes by the spirit of god moving through god's people right and and, and it's not that we want big churches it's really growth spiritually that's right and and so and so how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news you are the messenger church yeah we're doing our part the best way we know how to equip you to carry the message of Jesus. Your goal, believer, hearer, yeah, don't be hearers only. The Bible says, "But be what? Doers. Doers." Your goal hearer is to be now the doer and and take the gospel to the your world. That means your job, your neighborhood, your family, uh where you go to the grocery store, wherever you shop, you display the gospel, and you can—you don't even have to use words to display the gospel. Correct, your action
0: speaks louder than your words. That's right. That's right. So we have to be sent by God, which we all are, because it's the Great Commission. Yes, He said, "Go and preach the gospel to all, all. nations, mm-hmm. Baptize them in the name of the Father, you know, in the name of Jesus." And so, it is our prerogative, yep, to go and preach the gospel yes. with our life, our life. Dude, with our actions, like w- w- it's about who our Lord is. Who yeah. is our Lord? Is He Lord to us? Is He your Lord? Well, oh, He's Lord to me because, and I'm
1: not I'm trying to hurt anybody's feelings. He's Lord to me because I go on Sunday morning, and I hear the I hear the preacher preach. I, I sit through the music. I endure it. I give what I give, and I and and that's all I do. But it's more than just that. That's just a small slither. We come to church is because the Bible says not to forsake assembly. Why? It is because we encourage one another when we assemble together and we do, uh, we release a corporate anointing as the body of Christ as we come together in unity. Correct. But the real goal, the real ministry is out out of the four walls of the church. Yeah. It really is. COVID was trying to get the church prepared for that. But we easily slip right back comfortable in our seated pews and think that's all we are to do. Right. But reality is God is calling us more than just sit in our padded pews, church. Wherever you're located in your home church, wherever that is, don't be a bench warmer. Yeah. Really. Get up. Get involved. While I'm waiting on the pastor to tap me on the shoulder and tell me when it's... No. The pastor's waiting on you to get up and say, Pastor, this is what I feel in my heart to do. And, and, it's, and it's the goal of the believer to fulfill the work of the Lord, not by works, but by the heartfelt belief of faith That's to right. do the part of a believer to complete the God's work and to fulfill his great commission. That's yeah. what we're about, fulfilling yeah. the great commission.
0: Absolutely. So we went from new covenant, mm-hmm. right, to being in covenant with God, to now understanding that we are ambassadors of the covenant mediators of the covenant meaning we tell everybody everybody what the covenant is yep not just with our voice not just with our mouth but with our actions it's the heart and the mouth Mm -hmm. not just the mouth so meaning my actions speak to people too and saying Mm -hmm. I'm in covenant with God and 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 that's what it's about it's about it's about being in covenant with God yes it's about taking people into that same covenant with God so that way they could then go and tell people about the covenant of God it's a never-ending cycle that's the way it's supposed to be and and so that's that's what God is calling us to he's calling us to not just do he's calling us to believe believe in the covenant believe in who he is and believe in yourself that you can now be mediators of the covenant with not just your m- mouth but with your actions with, with all that you are that's that's who we are that's our identity now it's I'm in covenant with God and now I can bring other people into the same covenant whether it's Jew Gentile Greek or barbarian anybody you see on the street that's what <laughs> that's what Paul said in Romans yeah. You know, none can escape the love of God. So we must, it is our mission, it's the Great Commission, to go and preach the gospel to all nations, all people. And that's just what we have to do. So who is your Lord today? Is Christ your Lord? Do we serve him with our hearts? Do we worship him in everything that we do? And do we mediate the covenant to the people around us? I encourage you today, go, preach to those who are around you. Be a light in the darkness and show people that Jesus Christ is Lord through your mouth and through your actions. We want to thank you for tuning into Calvary's Compass today. Um, Thank you for going on this journey with us. We have a couple chapters left of Romans um, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, But if you have any suggestions on what book or topic um, we are to do next, just, you know, send us an email let us know what you want to hear and we're open for whatever whatever y'all throw at us so um, but god bless thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next week see ya